The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. Last week, we were inspired by Jackie Waldman, who, after spending five years in bed with multiple sclerosis, chose to rethink the story of her life by developing a career as a volunteer and then writing five books and completing a four-year, 100 150 city book tour. She continues to choose life, starting every day by remembering all that she has to be grateful for. If you missed the live show, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and listen to the show on demand. And today we will talk live with Dr. Patty Boudouin about her unique and effective approach to helping couples communicate from the heart. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing, with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity. We literally become younger and feel lighter as we choose to see the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information and perspectives, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field. If you're trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And the phone number to call between shows is 1-214-736-4460. 
Last week, I answered a question from a listener who said she was stuck and wanted to know whether to wait and pray or let go of her marriage. After listening to my advice, she wrote and said, Dr. Paula, you are correct. I have been living for and taking care of everyone else. I need to set some goals and boundaries. Thank you very much. This is more common than not, especially for women. We are raised to be good, to make sure everyone else is happy, to nurture others, to put our own needs last, to be the woman behind the man, to keep the peace, to help others become the best version of themselves. How many times do we say, I'm fine, it's okay, I don't mind, when in fact we do mind and we are not fine and it is not Okay, these thoughts and words and behaviors come to us in such an automatic way that we don't even notice that we are lying to ourselves. We learned it from our mothers, our teachers, and in the um, playground with our classmates. The stereotypes hold firm in most households despite all of the social action to improve the status of women and create equality. In the United States and around the world, women still do not have an equal voice and in fact are still considered property in some cultures and countries. At work, women still don't make as much money as men for the same job and far more men are in high level positions than women. For example, there are only 24 women CEOs in the Fortune 500 and a mere 27 female CEOs in the Fortune 1000. In film, 2013 was considered the year of the woman, yet only 6% of the top grossing films were directed by women, and only 14% of television episodes were. The percentage of women on screen has held steady at 30%, despite the fact that women are 52% of the population. And Glenn Close noted that some of the female characters that she played were considered evil simply because they were strong. She said if they were men, they would not have been considered evil. Her words were, they are women who are basically acting like men. There are so many women in the world who feel powerless. So if you play a character who unapologetically embraces power as a woman, it's effective and it is very compelling. She sees herself as a change agent. We need more role models like this, and it's beginning to happen, at least on television. The number of women in starring roles seem to be increasing, and these women are often in positions of political power, from President of the United States to Vice President to Secretary of State. This trend is important because television has been and continues to be an effective tool for social change. We get used to seeing something on television, and then we become comfortable with it in our own lives. But what I don't see much of is healthy communication between men and women. 
we're the role models of couples where women are actually heard by their spouse and where feelings are shared without ridicule. Where is their respectful communication? The gender power imbalance in the home and in the world is a serious problem. The female perspective and female energy is needed to bring about the changes in the world that we so desperately desire and need. As long as 52% of the population is disempowered, how can we expect to approach problems from a new perspective that might bring us better results? We need to hear women's voices around the negotiating table as well as men, and we need to learn to listen deeply to what each has to say and bring the best together of each. This begins with women telling themselves the truth that it is not okay for their voice to be ignored or ridiculed, whether in the home or in the boardroom. The next step is to do something to create change in our own lives, to empower ourselves. This is not a male problem. We cannot pass the blame when we have been complicit. Good communication takes two people. This is easier said than done because so many of us have lost, have lost touch with ourselves. It's a gradual process where we give up one piece at a time until we're not sure what's left or who we are or what we even enjoy. I was in this state without knowing it when I wrote this short, short story. I don't even truly, I didn't even truly understand at the time how desperate I was and that I was writing about me. Hannah poured coffee down her throat as if it would make up, as if it would wake up her sleeping soul. When exactly had she turned away from herself? It was too long ago to remember. A stranger was inhabiting her body, waking up, getting out of bed, trying to get all five senses to work. It was all so hard. It took so much effort to continue the masquerade. Most of her energy was used up in the process of trying to be someone who she wasn't. It used to be that one cup of coffee was enough to jumpstart her day. Like an addict, however, Hannah needed more and more before she could feel life. Feeling any life seemed better than the deadness with which she awoke. What was she really like anyway when she stripped away everything that was not her? Would anything be left? Was there any part of her that was still authentic? Was the person who she imagined in her head her real self? or just a phantom, a cruel joke that was being played on her. Hannah was jolted out of her runaway thoughts when she noticed that something was out of balance. The oars on the boat rode as if they belonged to the heavens. Furthermore, she didn't even remember getting on the boat, and why was she in the middle of this large body of water all alone? Where was the oarsman? Who or what exactly was making those oars move? Am I in a dream? Must be. No, I am awake, but where did this cup of coffee come from? And why am I wearing this slinky red dress with stiletto heels? 
Nothing seems to make any sense. And as Hannah scanned the water for clues, she saw a boat. She got closer. She was stunned by what she saw. The canceled checks in the abandoned boat seemed ominous. Things were only getting more complicated. Nothing was getting resolved. Maybe there was something in the coffee, or maybe she had finally gone over the edge and was fantasizing all of this. Better put the coffee down. Okay, what now? Think, think, think. No! On second thought, that's what got me into this crazy scene to begin with. Too much thinking. I got it. I'm in a red dress to remind me to think with my heart. All right, one piece figured out. Canceled checks. Hmm. Of course, all of those misspent years. Oh, and the coffee, that's easy. Wake up and smell the roses. Yes, oh, I'm good. Let's see what's left. I'm all alone and the oars are taking me somewhere, maybe even to heaven. That's it. I've been left alone to figure out what went wrong. And now heaven is granting me a second chance. Okay, move over. I'm taking charge of the oars now. But where am I going? Roses. Yes, roses. I can begin by smelling the roses. Yes, we must grab the oars and steer the course of our own life. And smelling the roses, whatever that means for us, is our path back to self-empowerment. Finding what we like, what we enjoy doing, what brings a smile to our face. When we have lost ourselves, it's hard to know what brings us joy that's outside of our families or our bosses. We keep a tight schedule of carpool soccer games and lists of responsibilities to keep at bay the awareness that our lives have become about everybody but ourselves. Until we reclaim ourselves, we cannot hope to have a full relationship with our partner. When two people come together as equals who are fully in their own power, then we can be open to expressing our truth and hearing the other person as well. We owe it to ourselves and to our children to begin to create a healthy relationship with ourselves and then with our partner. In the story about Hannah, she's wearing a red dress and stiletto heels. I couldn't figure out where that image came from, but I was doing a stream of consciousness writing and I allowed myself to go with it and not to edit it out. It was a full 15 years later when I reread this story that I realized that it was foretelling my love of Argentine tango, which is traditionally danced in a red dress and stiletto heels. Our unconscious mind knows what we love, even if our conscious mind doesn't. If we set our intention to discover what brings us joy and we pay attention, doors will start to open and new experiences will come to us that will show us who we are, what we love, and who values us. One client who was on this very journey of self-discovery had been complaining for a while of boredom and not knowing what she enjoyed or how to figure it out. Just this week, she told me how she had started doing some activities that she hadn't done in 20 years and how much she was enjoying them. As she relaxed and allowed, 
She just started doing what she loved without any fanfare. And it was only in the telling of it to me that she realized the significance of her activities and that she was in fact regaining herself and her joy in life. Like Hannah, she was listening to her heart. And this is a perfect lead-in to our guest for today, who will help us understand how couples can create true intimacy through healthy communication that comes from the heart. Dr. Patty Boudoin went to the University of Toronto, Georgia State University in Emory, but suggests that her best training was probably growing up with two alcoholic parents and seven younger siblings. She has been in practice for 30 years and has taught psychotherapy, hypnosis, and energy work in the United States and international. Internationally, Dr. Boudouin consulted with NYPD's Division of Internal Affairs and Nicaragua's Ministry of Health. Her book, Letters, Letter to Husbands from a Wife, is a communication manual meant to be used in conjunction with marital therapy. She also produced a DVD series, Clarity for Couples. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Before we go to our break, I want to tell you about a new feature on our show that will help you use the information we present to more effectively improve your life. Every week, I'll put up a new question on my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're listening to our commercials during the first break, you can go to paulajoyce.com and click on Calendar Events to see the question. Get a pencil and paper now so you will be prepared to write the answer for yourself. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do with the question. Those people who follow up by emailing me will have an opportunity to have their emails read on the show. So right now, while you're listening to the commercials, go to my calendar of events on paulajoyce.com and answer the question of the day on your own paper for yourself. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Patty Boudouin to talk about communicating from the heart with your partner. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. 
Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We're here with Dr. Patty Boudouin, as promised. Before we talk with her, I want to ask you if you made a list answering my question of the day, or did you decide that you never think or say, I'm fine, it's okay, or I don't mind, when you don't mean it? If you don't believe that this is relevant to you, your task is to listen to yourself over the next few days. Monitor your spoken words and unspoken words and pay attention to your feelings. When do you give up because you don't feel free to say how you really feel? Or maybe you've been ignored so many times that you just settle for whatever others are willing to give you. Start to pay attention and to tell yourself the truth. And this is the perfect place to bring on our guest, Dr. Patty Baudouin, who's here to talk with us about healthy communication between partners. Patty, what are your thoughts on this topic of saying I'm fine when I'm not? Hi, Paula. I think that's so important. Although I'm very involved with communication in couples, I'm also very involved in internal communication. And you can't have really good communication between spouses until you have good internal communication. Good communication between spouses includes communicating what the thoughts are, but also what the feelings are. And too many women are trained to please, or at least not to displease. And so, as you alluded to before, instead of really checking in and and asking, well, how do I feel about this? Do I really want to do this? Am I happy about this or unhappy? We have a tendency to dismiss ourselves and to live not for ourselves, but to please. 
And so there has to be really good, healthy internal communication before you can have that good cup of communication. And there are a few ways to do that. So I'm going to suggest that your listeners right now put their feet flat on the floor and tune in to the belly and learn what the belly is saying right now. If it's soft and if it's moving with the breath, then the belly is saying, I am okay with whatever's going on right now. If it's tight, if it's not moving with the breath, if it feels a little bit hard or a little bit rigid, if it feels tense, if your breathing is restricted to your chest and only your chest is moving, then what your belly is saying is, I'm not happy with what's going on right now. So internal communication can start with the body, and it's a really good signal, and it's an immediate signal. You can put your hand on your belly. You can put your hand right across your belly button and feel what's going on from the outside if you can't feel what's going on from the inside. And the sooner you can feel what's going on from the inside without having to put your hand on your belly, the quicker you're learning to tune into yourself and find out how you feel about what's going on. Is that making sense? That's beautiful. And I joined my listeners in that. And it was really wonderful to take a deep breath and relax and to tune in. I love that you just did that. Um, and, and being in touch with our feelings, we spend so much time in our head denying our feelings in order to survive and make it through the day. And so I love this getting in touch with your body because it's a window into our true self and our feelings where often our thoughts will cancel out the truth. Yes, that's right. And that comes from so many eons of women being trained to assume that men are more powerful, but also more valuable. And it comes out in very little things. And one of them is what you've introduced to your audience, the idea of, oh, I'm okay. That's okay. It's okay. Making excuses for the spouse's behavior or the boyfriend's behavior. It's really worth watching out for that. I had something really small happen to me in a cafeteria a few days ago. I was at a university and going through a cafeteria line, the guy ahead of me must have been a football player. He was huge. And he got this great big mound of mashed potatoes with gravy, which is one of my favorite food groups. So I'm about 110 pounds, I'm not quite five feet, and I was right behind him. And the cafeteria lady gave me a really teensy portion of mashed potatoes and gravy, and I said, could I please have some more? I felt like I was in a play. And, uh, and she scowled at me, and I, she didn't say no, but she scowled. And so I pointed, didn't exactly point, I kind of nodded to the guy ahead of me, and I said, well, he got a lot. And she actually said, well, he's a man. She actually said it. Mm -hmm. And you know what would have been um, a a more reasonable excuse is, well, he weighs more than double what you weigh, honey. But it wasn't weight. It was gender. And I can't blame her. You know, she's an older woman, and she's obviously not got a Ph.D. in gender studies, or she probably (laughs) wouldn't be doing that work. And so 
let's be patient, and at the same time, let's be very aware of what's going on and of how we think. I found myself doing the same thing with my cat. I have a male cat and a female cat. When I got them, they were little baby kitties, and they were very cute. And I found myself saying to the boy, you're a little boy, and I was petting him kind of roughly. And I stopped, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm acting out this old assumption. And I've been engaged in gender studies and gender awareness and sexism for over 40 years, and still I can catch myself. So I want to invite everybody who can hear us to catch yourself. Just catch yourself the same way I do. I, I love what you just said, and, and it triggered that something within me that's cat-related. I have a male cat, and he's so gentle and sweet and non-destructive. He, he doesn't harm anything in my home. Mm. And with his claws, even my silks that are hanging within his reach that I hand-paint. And for years, I would refer to him as a female <laughs> because he's so gentle so and, there you go, and catching yourself exactly and mm-hmm. i don't do that anymore but it, like you it's not even even as aware as we are it's even not about education it's just those patterns are so hard to break yes but the way to break them of course is awareness awareness is the very first step There was a disclaimer as I was reading your book and when you and I spoke that um, about the technique that you've developed and how it um, is not effective in certain cases. Maybe we should address that first before we talk about it. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, This technique is designed to help people start communicating the way we normally do in this culture, which is communicating about facts and opinions and judgments and assessments. It's all cognitive. It's all in the head. And then we move from the head into the heart and create safety along the way and talk about feelings, which are very tender. And... The technique is designed to heighten feeling, to make feeling more apparent and a little more intense. So we only want to do it in situations where there actually is equal power between the partners. So it wouldn't be appropriate, for example, between teacher and student, between parent and child. Some elements of this communication are useful there and work really well, but not this whole sequence of steps. So you also wouldn't want to have it in an allegedly equal power relationship like spouses or partners when there's not truly equal power. So if you do find yourself making excuses for your spouse or going along to get along, then it's not a good idea to use this kind of sequence of communication. The reason for that is because what's going to happen is you're ultimately going to get to a point where the more powerful person just won't go along with it and the intensity of the emotion that's been created will make it more painful for both people. Does that make Uh, any sense? 
It is. And as you're saying that, I'm wondering if that's one reason why couples counseling or marriage counseling doesn't work very often. I I mean, the statistics that I read were like within a year, there's only 11 to 18 percent who really have changed their communication styles and to a, a more positive form and that within five years, around half are separated or divorced. So, you know, we put a lot of hope into marriage counseling or couples counseling and it doesn't work for the most part. I wonder if this is part of the reason that it's really, there's a power imbalance or what are your thoughts on that? I have multiple thoughts on that. I think that um, one of the things we need to do is define work. What do we mean when we say, does marital therapy work? Because not everybody's going to marital therapy in order to make the marriage healthy. Some people are going to marital therapy in order to make the other person behave. And that reflects the kind of relationship we were just talking about where one partner definitely has more power than the other. Mm -hmm. So, And in fact, marital therapy sometimes is initiated when the one with less power starts becoming more aware and more empowered. And the one who's always had more power feels like, well, wait a minute, this isn't the way things are supposed to be. This isn't what you were when I married you. Something is wrong with you. Let's go to marital therapy and get you fixed. So that's one of the reasons marital therapy doesn't work. Um, Another reason is because sometimes people are going to marital therapy in a kind of an unconscious way to learn when to give up hope. A lot of people are addicted to hope. If you think in terms of codependency, the codependent person is always hoping to earn enough from the other person. So think in terms of classically codependent wife, hoping that her husband will change. She may be hoping that he'll stop drinking. She may be hoping that he'll stop carousing. Or he may be hoping that she will stop saving things and archiving them. Or he may be hoping that she will stop shopping so much and spending all the money. But a lot of people are addicted to hope. And sometimes when they go to marital therapy, there's a kind of an unconscious, okay, here we are. And now I'm going to be able to make up my mind whether it's worth continuing to hope for or not. And so sometimes people really are going to decide when to give up hope. Another problem is that sometimes it's just too late. Sometimes people wait so long that the anger gets bigger than the love. If you think in terms of, you know, imagine the two partners uh, inside a ball of light, and that's love. And as they progress through their marriage, of course there is conflict. There is going to be conflict between any two people involved in any relationship with a degree of intimacy. So there's conflict. The question is not, is there conflict? The question is, what do they do with the conflict? So if they don't know what to do with the conflict, and most people don't. We haven't had training for that. Most of our parents trained us that either you completely ignore conflict in order to keep the peace, or one person gets to explode all the time. So we don't know what to do with conflict. 
So the conflict grows and grows and grows. If you go to a marital therapist when the love is still bigger than the anger and conflict and resentment, then you have a really good chance. But if you wait, and a lot of people wait, until the anger and the resentment and the conflict is so big that you just are looking for a good reason to light into the other person, then it may be too late. So waiting too long is another reason. Um, Another thing that happens is that we tend to marry or select partners who are at our same level of mental and emotional health. And it doesn't mean that we would have the same diagnosis. In fact, if, if there is a psychological diagnosis, it's very rare for both people to have the same thing. But it's the same level of mental health. So then one grows. One person starts meditating or goes to therapy or gets very involved in some kind of contemplative practice like prayer, self-inquiry, and the other doesn't. So you have one person growing and the other staying still. And imagine the person growing is expanding and imagine there's a rubber band around the two people. That's the relationship. So when one person grows and the other doesn't, it stretches the relationship, sometimes to a breaking point. The other problem that arises is I I have a suspicion that whoever's running the universe decided that we would fall in love and we would illuminate each other's issues. It's kind of like a second chance to grow up. So we fall in love and that limerence, that wonderful, dazzling feeling carries us. It's momentum. And it carries us so strongly that we are willing to commit the rest of our lives to somebody. This is something that the craziest business person would never do. We sign that contract. We initiate other little human beings. We start having babies. And that momentum carries us. And it is such a wonderful strength. And I think it should also carry us through negotiation of conflict. So if we love each other enough, if we're madly in love, then when the little thing happens, like, I thought you knew I didn't like chocolate ice cream. I thought you knew that Neapolitan was, or something else was my favorite. And here you've brought me a chocolate ice cream cone. If I can say to you, you know, I thought, I kind of thought I told you I didn't like chocolate ice cream. I'm just a little bit hurt that you didn't remember then we can begin to negotiate conflict. We can start with something very small. It's very safe. The love relationship is not going to end because of the wrong flavor of ice cream or because of forgetting something so small. But if we don't, and many people don't, because, oh, it feels so good, we don't want to disturb it. So a lot of people don't say that, and then they let it go by, and then other little conflicts go by, and then we have a little stack of unresolved conflicts, and then the medium-sized conflicts come by, like, oh, you forgot our date. 
And then we can't really address those very easily because we don't have practice. We don't know how this person is going to hear us. We don't know how he or she is going to respond. And then the big wins come. After the momentum has carried us into the contract, into the children, into the house and the mortgage, then we hit the big ones like, I don't like how your parents are treating me. I don't like how we spend money. Sex becomes a problem. You hit the kids and I don't, and I don't want you to. That kind of stuff. And then what do we do? Because we haven't learned to negotiate conflict with this person, and it becomes dangerous, but it's also extremely necessary. So that's when people start to think about maybe we want some marital therapy, but they don't usually get around to it until very late in the game. And often it's too late. Yes. It yes. Is. Yeah. Thank you. And now that we've um, kind of gotten a sense of all of that, that I think was critical before we talk about developing healthy communication, we're about to go um, to our second break and we'll come back afterwards to pick up with the process that you suggest to help people um, communicate better. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. To continue our new feature while you're listening to the commercials, go to the list that you created and choose one item that you will commit to changing. It can be the easiest or the most important, but choose something that you will begin working on. Commit to telling yourself the truth and to changing this behavior. Then go to my calendar of events on my website, paulajoyce.com, and read about my new energetic healing workshop on February 8th. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Patty Boudoin to talk more about improving communication and intimacy with your partner. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214 208 3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 83533 or visit paulajoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and reimagining your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you made a commitment to yourself that will increase your self-empowerment and that you read about my new energetic healing workshop during the break. We're here with Dr. Patty Boudouin to talk more about healthy communication that results in a in increased intimacy. And one of the takeaways that I think is so important from what you were just saying in the first half is that if problems start to emerge in communication, the earlier that you can address them, the more possibility there is for effective change. The longer we wait, the more ingrained the um, patterns are and, and, and anger and the less possibility for change. Um, so if one is addressing things before it's too late, how can um, we create true emotional intimacy with a partner? What a big question. (laughs) I wish I had all day. Um, The first, of course, is to create safety. People have to feel safe enough to share their hearts. And that's partly because this culture cannot respect feelings very much. So we tend to respect facts. And um, earlier you were talking about how important it is that feelings be shared and not disrespect, not disrespected. I don't think those were your words, but that's what I took from it. And we need to learn that feelings are valuable. Emotions are valuable. They have information and energy. For example, if you're angry, the information is things are not going the way I think they should. And the energy is to make change happen. So that's just an example. Even psychologists, and I am a psychologist, even psychologists now are coming around to believe all emotions are rational, not irrational. There are very good reasons for why we feel what we feel. So that's the most important thing, creating safety. And then um, there's getting permission. If you have something to say to your partner and you really want to be heard, then the very best thing you can do is have an eye for timing. Pay attention to that. So ask your partner, you know, I've got something that I need to address with you. It might be kind of hard. Is now a good time? And then that's when you look into yourself. Look at your belly, sense into your chest, and ask the question, does now feel okay? 
am I okay with setting aside time for going into some kind of issue with my partner? And honesty matters enormously. And so does compassion. Anything that needs to be said can be said compassionately. And I really mean anything. I once had to tell somebody that she smelled bad. Mm-hmm. She was someone from another culture. I was seeing her as her psychologist, and I needed to tell her. I knew nobody else had, because it had been happening the whole time I knew her for a few weeks. And I had to tell her, and I did. And it was very difficult for both of us. And I checked with her first to make sure that she could hear something that might be hard to hear. And I said it. And we talked about how it felt for her to hear it. And I taught her about deodorant. She didn't know. She was from another culture. So the first step is stating whatever the fact is. You know, maybe uh, you came home from work today and you were in a kind of a growly mood and I'm not always ready for a growly mood and I would like you to be a little more aware of that, please. It makes me feel um, disrespected. It makes me feel hurt. It makes me feel like I don't matter enough to you to pay attention to how I feel before you growl at me because of work. So communicating the facts and communicating the feelings. This is how it makes me feel. It makes me feel hurt. It makes me feel like I don't matter. Communicating the feelings matters a great deal. And then the listening matters so much. So when you're listening and you've already agreed, yes, I'm going to do this for you, honey, when you have agreed to listen, listening is what you do. You do not express your point of view. You do not make excuses. You do not defend, explain, rebut, justify. What you do is you say, well, yeah, you're right. And pick what your spouse is right about. Yeah, you're right. I did have kind of a growly voice, yeah. And once you validate, which is extremely difficult to do, once you validate, the next step is... Notice how your partner is feeling in this moment. So you might say something like, yeah, you're right, I was kind of growly, and I can hear in your voice that you were hurt. And then the obvious next thing to do is to say, I'm sorry, I'll try to be more aware of that in the future. And that's the end of it. And there doesn't have to be any good reason that you give for why she doesn't have to feel hurt or he doesn't have to feel hurt, or why you were growly. What most people will do is they'll defend it. They'll say, oh, well, I wasn't so loud. Or, oh, well, you don't have to be hurt by that. That's just, you know, that's just from work. I wasn't growling at you. I was just growling. Lots and lots of excuses, and they don't help the other person. What does help is hearing, validating empathizing. And validating is the telling him or her, oh yeah, you're right about that. Just pick something the other person's right about. And what you think they're wrong about, ignore it for the time being. And, and I, Hello? I, yes, go ahead. You're listening for the other person in that moment. So that's not the time to make an excuse. That's the time to connect. 
And and I think we're, we're going to um, need to um, close up. There's so much to cover. But I think that that's what all of us really want is to be heard, to be acknowledged, not for somebody to fix it, but just to hear us. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, I I love what you're doing, and I so appreciate your sharing your expertise and time with us and being on the show. And I hope that people will go to my website and to purchase your book so that they can learn more and to get the DVD um, and work on healthy communication. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paula. And I want to turn to my listeners and thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website. While you're there, browse to get more information on the books my guests like Dr. Patty Boudoin have written or I've written and my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming abuse through self-empowerment, energetic healing. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person, over the phone, or on Skype. While you're on my website, go to the calendar of events and do two things. Sign up for my new energetic healing workshop on February 8th. It's an pain is an energy and it can be moved through the body with practice. And I will give you techniques for doing that. While you're on the calendar of events page, go to the question of the day and click where it says click here to send me an email telling me what you're committing to change in your life. When you've accomplished your goal, you can send me another email sharing your success. If I read your email on the show, I will let you know ahead of time so you can tell your family and friends to listen or just for your own self-congratulations. If you want to be anonymous, that's easy. I'll just make up a name when I read your email. And I hope you'll join us next week when John Ayo will talk with us about the power of biofeedback, both conscious and unconscious. In the meantime, you can contact me at 214-736-4460 and leave a message or email me at drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.